This is the Bite Size Online Business Podcast. Quick advice on how to grow your business online. Hello and welcome. Today's episode, the second episode, and uh, we're going to talk about the three things super successful websites have in common. So thanks for being here. Uh, just a friendly request for you to subscribe. We are uh, on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we are on Spotify, and we are also on SoundCloud. So pick your platform, subscribe so you don't miss any future update. So today we will talk about the three things super successful websites have in common. Uh, we're going to talk about the traffic for websites. We're going to talk about the right kind of traffic. And we're going to talk about how successful websites present their products or services. So without further ado, let's go. First of all, let's, let, me, let me ask you a question. How much money did you make from your website the past six months? Hmm? Happened to you, didn't it? I know the story. Everyone's situation is different, but the results are usually the same. So I would say not much, uh, a good answer, and maybe zero. You launched your site, you invented, you invested time, you invested money. Either you did it alone, you use, you use some kind of theme or template or WordPress, it didn't work. You hired someone to help you. Uh, then uh, once you were satisfied with the design, you paid for ads, you have been posting links and stuff on social media following several strategies around. And I'm sure you wondered many times why I did all I could. So I'm here to just tell you to relax. You're not alone. Sadly, this is a problem, a quite common one. Maybe not that simple, but the good news, the solution is not that hard. So if you keep listening, I will explain exactly how these very successful successful websites, they do crush it, they do uh, have sales, do have leads because they pay attention to these three things that I will talk about in a while. So first of all, you need to make sure to have a lot of traffic. So super, super successful websites have a lot of traffic. It is the most obvious, right? Well, it is obvious, but you know, many people still wonder, well, I don't have any sales for my website. Uh, I remember having a client that we did a website for him. He had, he, he, it was an e-commerce website and he had no sales and said, well, I invested a good amount of money to develop my website and I have no sales. And I asked him, do you do any marketing? And uh, he was saying, no, but I, I don't do any marketing, but I don't have any sales. So it didn't click that you need to have some traffic. So, first of all, you need to know your current traffic. So, I assume that you did some actions. Uh, you're posting your link to several places. You're having maybe ads. You did some SEO and so on. So, you need to know the traffic. Okay, again, this is obvious, but not many people are very clear with it. So, set up Google Analytics. It's very really simple. If you have a Google account, you just go to analytics.google.com. Log in with your Gmail, with your Google account. There you go. If you haven't set up your uh, website tracking, uh, you need to go to the admin page and then add a new property. 
you're going to add a new property. You're going to fill in a very simple form and follow the step-by-step -step instructions. You're going to get your tracking code and you need to paste this tracking code on your website. If you're using WordPress, uh, there are some very good plugins. Uh, please go and search for Google Analytics dashboard plugin for WordPress by Master Insights or any other analytics plugin. It makes it really easy for you to set up Google Analytics on your page. Uh, you can also find instructions for the plugin I just set, uh, I just explained. Now, everything is running, make sure it's running. Uh, there is also some kind of testing you can do within your Google Analytics dashboard. Make sure that it is tracking traffic. And now let's try to uh, go further. Let's consider that the average conversion rate for your industry, this is a fictional number, okay? It's 1%, which means you need 100 visitors to get one paying client. So, of course, based on your product and business model, you need to have an idea on how many visitors should be considered enough, how many the industry benchmark, uh, the average conversion rate, you need to be aware of this, but because I am just giving this as an example now, I also want to add that there is no right amount of traffic, okay? More on that later on. Now, it's time to drive some traffic to your website. The easiest method and the quickest one is to use a Facebook ad, okay? Everyone is on Facebook. You have your Facebook page. You connect your credit card there, okay? Make sure you're targeting the right audience. Will be a good idea for you to do some research for your uh, for your audience. I will refer to that later on. But uh, at least you know the age range, the location, the gender, and so on. Okay, so you need to add a button that will link to your website. Okay, so people clicking on your ad will go to your website. This is how you drive traffic. Okay, then you let it run for a couple of days, and then uh, you go back to Google Analytics uh, and check. Uh, what I do, I have Google Analytics up on my phone and I check every couple of days uh, how many visitors did I have uh, and so on. So when you want to create an ad, of course, there is no perfect, uh, there is no perfect ad. There is no bulletproof formula for a successful Facebook ad, but you need to split test and you need to think a bit out of the box. Uh, the easiest thing to do since we're trying to do things quickly now here, I would suggest to go and see successful ads that are running on Facebook. The ads that you are seeing on your Facebook feed, print screen, save them somewhere on your phone gallery or paste them into a Word document and try to see what kind of image they're using, what kind of headline they're using and what kind of wording they're using. You can even do that by checking if you have any, any competitor out there. It's a good idea to see how they do their ads. Okay. I saw many good ads, for example, from AppSumo, uh, from uh, Slack and so on, uh, because I follow these uh, pages uh, and I occasionally see ads from these guys here. Uh, the thing is, you need to not waste time. You need to explain exactly what is about, what your ad is about. And you need to encourage users to take action. And of course, use an image that will click, will make sense for your uh, ideal client. Okay, now let's uh, go further to the second point since we assume that you have some traffic, but let's say you have traffic, but you don't have sales yet. Uh, there are many reasons for that. And uh, the point we're going to discuss now is that super successful websites get the right kind of traffic. I cannot stress that, that enough. 
because those websites became super, super successful because they drive the right kind of traffic, okay? This makes a website generate sales. This turns a website into a lead generation machine, a sales machine. So if you're already, already getting traffic but no sales, you need to analyze the traffic itself, okay? So let me give you an example. If you're selling video games and you get visitors that are females older than 40, and pardon me, ladies older than 40, but you, those ladies do not belong to your ideal customer target group because, yeah, many ladies may play video games, may buy video games, but this is not the dominant market. This is not the ideal group for you. So the first thing I discuss with my clients, either the ones hiring me for coaching or the ones purchasing web and marketing services uh, or the ones that they hire us to develop or write the copy for their websites, I insist on the importance of the ideal customer persona. Let's call it ICP. So the ideal customer persona is a snapshot of your ideal customer. You need to know the name and uh, trust me, let's name, name, your, uh, name your ICP. Name, age, gender, location, education, the business industry, goals and frustrations, and especially the last two, okay? If you know those details, and how are you going to find this? There are many ways of doing that, and I will explain that later on. First of all, if you know these details, you know where to find those people, okay? If you, which Facebook groups they're hanging out, what um, LinkedIn groups are there? Are, are there? Are there? Uh, do they listen to specific podcasts like the one you're listening now? You need to know their goals, so you need to know what to offer to them. Because if you know their goals, your product or service will help them achieve their goals. And also, if you know their frustrations and pains, your product and service should be solving their problem, solving their frustration, and removing the pain out of their lives. Okay? So, how do you know that? How can you find this information? If you're just using Facebook, there are ways of targeting that. Uh, for example, the age, the gender, the location, the, the, the um, interests, and so on. You can filter those things with a Facebook ad. But you cannot know, for example, the goals and frustrations. And how do you do that? Uh, well, maybe you can go to Facebook groups that are related to your niche, to your industry. Okay, You can go there and see the discussions and you can have a good idea of what's happening and what people are asking help for and what are their problems and so on. Because this is what people do in groups. In Facebook groups, they go, they initiate a discussion about their problems and they ask for help. This is what you're going to do if you want to help them, okay? Now, as a general advice, uh, moving uh, back to your own uh, marketing activities and your own website, you should follow a path uh, when trying to acquire new paying customers. So, first of all, you need to make people aware of your business, okay? This is the awareness phase, the first phase. And you should promote your, uh, your brand and your product. The best way of doing that, of course, is frequent social media posts and ads that will help you achieve this. So people will say, oh, this is a company that sells web design services. This is a company that sells uh, video games. So they will be aware of you, maybe like uh, your page, maybe uh, like uh, share uh, your post and so on. And after that, people will move to the interest phase. So those that are not interested, you will be filtered out and you will only follow those who are interested. So they show interest for your business 
and consider you as an expert in your field. This will happen once you convince them that in your field, you are an expert. Your product is a product that it is well known and it can solve problems. So you can attract their interest by sharing expert advice, case study, customers' testimonials on social media. They will consider you when they see a case study, when they see testimonials of people speaking high of you. They will consider you as an established expert and they are more likely to become your clients trusting you and then purchasing from you. The third phase is the decision phase, where in this phase, you make people understand that you and your product or service can solve their problem. They need to connect their problem, which remember, if you go back, you, uh, you're supposed to know their problems, okay? So they need to connect their problem to the solution you are providing, okay? You do that without explaining the features, okay? You don't explain the features, you just explain how your product or service will solve their problem and cure their pain. Moving on to the fourth point, action. So uh, we had so far awareness, interest, decision, and now action stage. In the action stage, people, they perform action. They take action. They, they, perform a, they go to the purchase. They go to your sales page. So in order to do that, you have to make the purchasing process as simple, as clear as possible. Uh, make sure the customers don't have any doubts about the transaction. You need to have an SSL certificate. You need to use, for example, credit card logos or PayPal so people will trust the place they're putting their credit card details on. And since you know your ICP, you can offer them a journey through your social media, website, email, messenger bot messages with the purpose of transforming them from cold prospects into paying customer. This will ensure that you're getting the right kind of traffic and will increase your chances of your website to bring you sales. Okay, make sense? Great, let's move on to the, uh, to the last point. We will see how these websites, the very successful websites, the top websites on the world, how do they present their products and services in a way that sells, okay? Which is extremely important. Now. Remember what I, what I said before about your ICP, uh, that uh, you should be focusing on their pains and frustrations. So your website content, the images, the text, the products or services descriptions, the headlines, everything there should, be, should make the visitor connect their problem with their solution. Uh, this is extremely important and I am repeating that again. So they need to be able to connect their problem with your solution. So they will see your product as a solution to their problems. So let's say if your ICP is a busy working mother between 25 and 35, who does not have much free time to shop clothes for, for her kids, you should promote how easily she can choose the right clothes and have them delivered at her door the next day. So this will help her understand that this is actually solving her problem, which is the main problem is that she cannot, she don't, does not have any time to spare and go for shopping for their children. Okay. And you need to remember this very, this is a very important thing. People pay for solutions. They do not pay for products. People pay for solutions, not products. So remember iPod? I don't know how old are you, but I remember iPod. And I also remember watching recently a couple of videos about 
how brilliant was the presentation, how brilliant was the marketing campaign of Apple and Steve Jobs when promoting this amazing device. The tagline that was behind the campaign was a thousand songs in your pocket. Brilliant, isn't it? A thousand songs in your pocket. Nothing about capacity in gigabytes. Nothing about, about the quality of the sound. Nothing about the battery life. Okay? It wasn't because that was the best portable music player. Probably wasn't. Many people argue that it was a good device, but people bought it because the campaign was aimed directly at their pain. So if you are if you have been a student or a teenager in the 90s, like I have, so you will remember you having a lot of CDs, a stack of CDs with your favorite, favorite music and so on. So how could you take this music with you? You had, for example, a Sony Walkman or the, the one with a cassette or CD-ROM and so on. And you could carry, let's say, two, three CDs at most, a couple of tapes in your pocket, in your backpack and so on. You couldn't... you could never fit a thousand songs in your pocket, okay? Because it would be impossible. But now you can solve this problem. You can put a thousand songs in your pocket, plug your headset on, go for a jogging, go for your um, gym session, uh, listen to your music on the treadmill or drive around the city without uh, the need of, you know, moving your whole CD collection with you. That was a brilliant way of marketing uh, and promoting uh, iPad, uh, iPod, I'm sorry. So, what we should keep from this, you should present your products, again, as a solution, okay? Yes, you may need to speak about, you may need to explain the features, the technical aspects, the dimensions, if you're talking about the physical product, and so on, but the first thing they need to see, the headline, the subheadline, even the image, okay? You can have a banner or something that can explain how they can solve the problem, just like iPod did, uh, and it did brilliant, brilliantly. So, without further ado, let's just wrap it all up for now. Um, we had the chance to briefly go through the thing, three things super successful websites have in common. In short, these are a lot of traffic, the right kind of traffic, and the proper way of presenting their products and services. Okay. Now it's time to get your uh, hands dirty and start working on your own website and start generating some serious income. Thank you very much. Don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you on the next episode. Hasta la vista.